start him when I, you know, we came back. So yeah, hopefully it'll be fine. Right. But hey, everybody, it's been a minute. Happy New Year, right? That's time, yeah. <laughs> so why where have me and Justin been? We've been in a lot of places. We went to San Juan, Puerto Rico, right before mm-hmm. Christmas. So that's where we've been. I think San Juan got me sick, Justin. And maybe Yao's sick because of San Juan too. Yeah, it's it's uh, Maya was a little sick during that trip too, right? Yeah. So me and Maya were sick. Yeah, we mm-hmm. should have done video on san juan though show everyone where we were at that place was nice right you know what we should get some photos together so everybody so we can show everybody <laughs> some, some proof that we were in san juan puerto rico yeah, yeah. so me and justin did a little trip i'm pretty sure we're gonna take many more trips together around the world because justin's a world traveler by the way guys he's been to like just about everywhere um, i'm slowing down in my old age though <laughs> the young man's game in your old age yeah <laughs> and then where else so i was sick guys so when i'm sick i can't talk and i know you can hear it guys like i haven't really like talked much except for this week for class because i'm in seminary school i'm also in class i had like a a compact semester so you know how in colleges they do like a at tsu they call it a may master that's where in the month of may you could take a course instead of taking it for a whole entire winter or fall semester you could take it within a month. But for this time around, I took a course uh, just for two weeks. Like it was a two week course. But we only, last week, we only had, were doing readings for the class. This week, we actually had class and it wasn't even mandatory to attend. So uh, yeah, that's where I've been. Uh, Justin, he's been places too, right? Like, <laughs> I guess you don't have an excuse. You could have went live if you wanted to. Yeah, I could have. Right. That's kind of our thing, though. I don't go live by myself. Right, but Justin actually posted a video on his YouTube channel, guys. You got to check out. All right, but yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. So we got a treat for you guys today. So um, as you guys know, I'm going to share my screen. Um, so on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, uh, me and Justin have done a lot of videos together. Uh, one of the series that I have that's one of my favorite on my YouTube ch- channel, Upload Past Crossroads, is titled, you know, I Hate My Birthdays, you know, so... For my birthdays is a pretty uh, difficult time just because um, since I was 25, I haven't, I've been, since I was 25, I've always been sad on my birthdays. And so they called it like a, when you're 25, a quarter of a century crisis or something like that, because it's like a midlife crisis. A midlife crisis, yeah. Right. So I had a midlife crisis at 25. And that's only because like I felt, Anytime it's my birthday, I, I had expectations when I was younger, uh-huh. you know, when it came to what I would be, who I would be with, what I would have by a certain age, right? And when I hit 25, I wasn't at where I thought I would be. When I hit, you know, 28, I wasn't at where I thought I would be. And now I'm 31, right? And so on my 30th birthday, it was probably the worst. Like that was like, it was just as bad. It was worse than 25. And 25 was pretty bad too. So, yeah, man, at 30, man, I just, I reached out to everybody on my social media platform and made a post and just talked about, like, you know, I just need prayer and I hate my birthday. So if you got any advice, any prayer, let me know. Like, just shoot it at me, hit me with everything. And everybody went in, man, on my social media platform. So if you're one of those people, I want to thank you very much. 
So uh, one of the people that actually reached out to me, her name's Amanda Jack. She's been married, so she changed her last name. So that's good. So you can't really look her up now. But uh, Amanda Jack, uh, when I first moved to Mount Juliet, Tennessee, um, she was in my, you know, one of the first classes I took it was a science class. The teacher's name was like Miss Little, but I sat with Amanda. Amanda had red hair. She like, uh, I always called her Mary Jane from Spider-Man because that was the same time Tobey Maguire Spider-Man came out with Green Goblin. So that was the first time Spider-Man was like that cool on live action on TV. So um, yeah, so that, that's my childhood. Man, we're so old now, Justin. <laughs> but <laughs> just like, saying. Yeah, that's been like already three Spider-Man. Right. So yeah, Amanda, Amanda has always been kind hearted and nice. And just really just sweet. Like, I love Amanda, man. So, like, uh, for my birthday, she saw my uh, post that I made uh, last year on my birthday and how sad I was and stuff. And so this is what she messaged me, right? I want you guys to hear it. Let me know if you can't hear it. I think you'll be able to because I'm playing it from my phone. But she messaged me this on Facebook Messenger, all right? So here we go. Hey, Sean, I just saw your post on Facebook, and I wanted to – speak some life over it. You have definitely encouraged me through your posts about God and about worry and all of these truths that he shares with us through his word. And I know sometimes it can feel dim and it can feel like we're the only person that sees the light or, you know, whatever life, life on earth is hard. But I just want to encourage you that because I've had these thoughts and feelings too. Like I thought my life would look totally different. I was married. I thought I would have kids by now. I thought my husband would still be here, but now I'm starting over and I'm 30. So I just want to encourage you that everything we get to experience here is a gift and it's not all that we're living for. We are living for a kingdom that goes beyond this earth. And thankfully God allows us to partner with him here on the earth to bring his goodness and his love and his light and his joy to the people around us. And that is the most important thing. And it doesn't always feel like it is valuable. It doesn't always feel like we're doing enough when we focus on those things. They feel little, but they're actually huge. There are so many people in this world who are living with pain and fear and depression, and they don't know the love of God that heals and that awakens us to live without having to fit into the narratives of our life that we try to form for ourselves. He has a plan for you to prosper to give you a hope and a future. He wants us to dream and he will partner with us in our dreams. But ultimately, we aren't living for this world. Everything in this world that we could achieve or attain by a certain time is going to fade away anyway. So our unique, our unique um, privilege as believers in Jesus is that we get to invite him to walk beside us on our path in life and we get to share our hopes with him and we get to be surprised on on the path with him some some of those things may not come to pass and they may not come to pass in the timing that we want and that's really hard and it's it's good to let him know about our disappointment in those areas but also 
just want to encourage you to keep your eyes up and keep them focused on Jesus. Don't look to the left or the right because he sees you and he is speaking through you, Sean. <laughs> He's speaking through you to bring hope and life to the world around you. And that is the greatest achievement of all time to partner with God and allow his glory to shine through you. Yeah. So beautiful. I like that. Right. So when she said, right. Yeah. When she sent me that video, I mean that, uh, it was a voice memo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when she sent it to me, man, like it was exactly what I need to hear on my 30th birthday. So I'm 31. So I said last year, she sent me that. No, she sent me that. Uh, you guys know, like when I turned 30 in 2000, whatever that was. So last year I turned 20, I turned 31. This year I'll be 32. I got a weird birthday. It's December 28th. All right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> when she sent me that, man, it just touched my heart so much. And like, this is why I wasn't that sad for my birthday this year around my 31st birthday, because I was just thinking about a lot of the stuff that a lot of people told me, like when they gave me uh, encouragement, you know, when I was sad on my 30th birthday, I was just thinking about all this, the lessons they taught me and stuff. Like Terry, he told me, <laughs> he asked me a question. He said, Sean, he said, are you at <laughs> where you were a year ago? I just doesn't know. <laughs> like, he said, he said, did you make progress, like, and progress, and, or did you take steps back, you know, compared to last year? I was like, no. He said, why are you complaining, then? Like, you know, why are you sad? He's like, at least you, you know, you're making strides. You're, you're making progress. It may not be the kind of strides and progress that you want. He said, but at least you're making them. And he said, that's an accomplishment. He said, sometimes you just got to. You just got to thank God for the small accomplishments, the small achievements. And then, you know, I thought about that. I thought about what Amanda said as well. Like, you know, uh, it goes with, you know, the title of today's video, you know, pursuing earthly treasures. You know, when it comes to this life, what are you pursuing? You know, what is your goal? Does your goal even align with what God's goal is for your life? Because the reason why I was sad was, you know, from an earthly standpoint, I was focusing on earthly goals. Like, I'm going to yeah. throw some out. Like, at 31, <laughs> obviously, I should have about four or three kids because my goal is six, right? An earthly goal. Like, I mean, I mean, it could be a heavenly goal, whatever you want to call it, right? All right but still, like, it's not really. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? I ain't I'm not married yet. I want to be married. I want a house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I still at my parents' house because, but. You know, I made a lot of strides because I'm at my parents' house, right? Like, um, <clears throat> what else? I want to be a preacher, but, like, the greatest preacher ever at 31, I definitely thought I would be up there with Joel Osteen, Stephen Furtick. This is that, like, one of the greatest ministries ever. I don't – I didn't. I wouldn't think I would be an amateur because that's basically what I am. Like, you know, look at my social media pages, some good numbers, but it's not, like, the top social media platform ever, like, when, it, when you hear grace to you, do you know what grace to you is, Justin? Just for me saying that? Or, uh, I'm not sure if I do. I'll just name a few like ministries, like Bible Project. Um, you got, uh, what's Charles Stanley's ministry? I mean, but anyways, uh, Elevation Church, you know, Pastor Stephen Furtick, Chuck Swindoll, uh, Turning Point, I think that's his. But I mean, like, 
there's well-known ministries around the world. That's my whole point. I thought my, I thought by now, you know, I would have a well-known ministry and I would get paid and be able to put everything I got, got into that full time. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, but you guys get it. Basically, I thought I'd be way further ahead than what I am. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, like I want to say a scripture verse, you know, but I'm going to let Justin say something in a minute. But, um, you know, basically, we just got to learn how to be content, be satisfied with where we're at and what God is doing in our lives. Just like Amanda said at the very end of her video, like, you got to focus on Jesus. Like, stop focusing on what you don't have and what you want to accomplish and what's missing. Like, when you do that, at least the frustration and depression and, you know, feelings, you know, sad like I was. Like, honestly, kind of suicidal a little, you know, because I, I struggle. I won't say I struggle with it, but I can if I really allow that allow that to bring me to a dark place so just i'll let you go ahead man yeah mm, gosh there's a lot to say about it too i think yeah i think we do let the world <laughs> tell us like what what we need to make us happy or what what we need to be successful and i don't think it's a bad thing to set up a plan or goals in our life but a lot of times that becomes our identity for sure like that becomes who we are and i was actually watching i was um i'm really glad i watched this before we did this video but i was watching this youtube series called we are the champions it was really interesting it talks about like these bizarre competitions that people do and today like there was a pepper eating contest or uh hill running after uh in britain but the one i watched today was about um it was about hairstyling and it had all these fantastical uh elements and like crazy designs and even crazier hairstylists and like it was like big personalities and like big people but you kind of hear them talking about how uh they're gonna uh gosh i don't even remember their names they were talking about how they were gonna like make this their world or like the moment they step on that stage people better watch out because it's going to be their world and then they don't even win and stuff like that and it's like you uh, like what happens after that then like do you tie your identity so much into like what you do or like the name that you make for yourself like so if you lose does that mean like you have no identity is like it's very it's just very dangerous about like conforming to our world and like what it tells us should make us happy heck the commercials that's the strategy of commercials it it the point of selling a product is one of two things it's going to be either one making you believe that your life is better with the product or two freaking you out uh or like using fear tactics on what your life would be without that product so it's i don't know like uh Sean, for sure, man, just watching Sean grow has been a huge journey, a huge blessing for me, too. Like, he's been helping me grow, too. I wouldn't change anything about our journey so far. But, like, if you compare it to the, like, your expectations or what you feel like life was supposed to be about, yeah, it's going to look worse than it actually is. But, like, what's the thing we always uh, say? Comparison is the killer of joy. And, like, that's exactly what it is. Like, I've... I think uh, Sean really summed it up nice. You have to 
just be content. You don't have to be complacent. We said so many times that's a difference, mm -hmm. but you definitely need to be content or like uh, appreciate the things God has um, done with your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm going to say a few quotes to you guys. Like one of them is we do ourselves to a life of frustration and emptiness when we choose to pursue more earthly treasures. And like, that's the question. Like, what are you pursuing? You know, what makes you happy? Is it earthly treasures or heavenly treasures? Right? Like, um, if you're looking for satisfaction elsewhere, right? So <laughs> in a certain relationship or relationships, which are many, like, you know, with your parents, your siblings, your you know girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wives, whatever it is, you know, illicit relationships, pornography, sports, gambling, power, popularity, religion. I beg of you to leave it all because it will use, use you up and leave you empty. Like nothing on this earth will ever satisfy you. So even if I did like accomplish all the things I want to accomplish, I guarantee there will still be things I'm trying to chase and trying to like accomplish and I will never be satisfied. And that's everybody. Like we're all trying to make it in some kind of way or trying to accomplish something, I hope, right? <laughs> and so in saying that, we always want more. Like we're always, we're always, you know, thinking there's something better out there when we're missing out on what God is doing in our lives right now, right? We're missing out on praising God for what he's doing right now. Like we're missing out on just the moment that God has us in. Because we're always, you know, looking ahead or looking somewhere else instead of looking right now. Because what's funny is all of us, uh, I feel like everybody, just about, especially if you're older, like we're all in a place where we used to pray for. Like, you know what I mean? Like we pray for the life that we have, like the blessings that we have. They're right in front of us now, right? Mm -hmm. But now we want other things and they're not in front of us. So we're doing things it takes to get to it. But uh, it will never be winning when you're losing your soul to get it. And so so many people, um, they'll do anything for some type of treasure whatever that treasure is, right? Whatever they're looking for and searching for, they'll do anything for it. But like, it, you know, it's not going to satisfy. It's still going to leave you empty. It's just going to leave you frustrated, right? And so that's the whole point. You know, all these things that I'm trying to accomplish and do, like God's been trying to tell me. See, I, have, I wasn't in the moment at the age of 30. Uh, I'm kind of more in tune now. So I don't know if I'll always be okay on my birthdays. But now, like, you know, I can admit, like, Sean, those are all, you know, they may, it could be called a pipe dream. It could be called, like, you know, like, yeah, there's some nice dreams and goals, but, like, at the end of the day, is that, is that, is that what you're, is that what you really uh, want, right? Because even when you get it, it's earthly stuff, right? Mm. And so that goes back to what uh, Amanda was saying. Amanda was saying, um, you know, you're already storing up treasures in heaven. Like, Storing up treasure in heaven is way more valuable. It's way more everlasting. It's way more satisfying, right? Especially in the end. And that's the question. So Nick Saban and Bill Belichick just retired. And Nick Saban, he told one of his players, uh, he said, don't make a four-year goal. He said, don't make a four-year decision. Make a 40-year decision. 
<laughs> That's bars right there. So don't make the four-year decision. Make the forty-year decision. So I'm gonna stop talking and figure out what your audio. Is oh yeah, yeah, the audio's yeah. gonna go now. I'll let you go. Okay. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think, hmm, I kind of want to talk, what you were saying kind of struck a chord with me with like something uh, she was saying on her audio. It's kind of like how, what God's plan is for us. Um, And that's always, that's always very difficult because lots of people, I think, we have an idea of what God has for us instead of trying to figure out what God has for us. Like, um, kind of a sad story. Like, uh, I had a friend who, um, she had gotten pregnant and she was like convinced that this was, uh, a gift from God, which of course, um, of course it would be. Um, she and her husband, like, um, already bought the baby stuff. Uh, they found out it was a girl, so they bought girl stuff. But, like, just a couple of days later, like, she had a miscarriage, which, like, 90, 90% of miscarriages will happen, like, under 12 weeks. And she was only, like, seven weeks, so it was, like, really early. And it's, like, that devastated her. And, like, I think it hurt more just because she came fixated on, like, this is what God had for her. Um, I think the same for like, if we look at the, 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 um, Israelites who came out of Egypt, like, um, what was that? I'm blanking on the, um, which book that was in, but it's talking about how God has a plan for you, uh, plans to, plans to prosper you and not to fail you. Um, but like, if you look at their life, like they were, they were stuck in the desert for like 40 years. So it was like, and the, it wasn't until the next generation that they got to see the promised land. And it's like, did any of them think that was like, uh, that was the plan God had for them or like the disciples under Jesus, like so many of them, uh, from the scripture, it seemed like they thought that Jesus or Jesus was going to come back in their lifetime. They, when imagine like 2000 years later, like he still hasn't come back. So it, a lot of times we think we know what God's plan is for us. Honestly, I don't think there is a hard set plan for everybody. This is just my opinion. So I'm apologize for going off script. I do think, um, I do think God has a general plan for us. But I think he does allow us enough autonomy, enough free will to like make our own decisions, make our own mistakes, make our own uh, choices to divert the path a little bit. It's kind of like um, someone gave a really good analogy of it. It's like a, there's a river flowing, like a stream, and it, it always has one direction. But you can throw a rock in it. You can uh, cause ripples in it. And, but the flow will still be there. I do think our lives are like ripples in that flow. Like God does give us enough choices where we have that freedom where it can be like anything. And I think that's beautiful in itself, but we still have like that main, that uh, primary timeline, that primary direction that he's going to have everything go. Or it's kind of like the forest. Like you can still have a huge forest, but each tree, each individual tree may have like, different details or a different path, but still going to be part of that forest. Um, I do think like we, we can make plans for ourselves. 
but like we do need to leave some room for like God to God to uh, let the flow of our lives go in a certain direction. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen. I want to read the scripture verse that ties in with this. And obviously, I'm frozen, but I'm talking. Obviously, so all right. So at least you guys can hear me. So scripture verse that ties in with today's video. So I titled today's video "Pursuing Earthly Treasures." And when you, it, when you pursue earthly treasures, it only leaves you empty. It only steals your joy. It's only a thief in the in the night. And that's what Jesus is talking about in the parable on a mount and i should really read all of matthew 6 because like i love matthew chapter 6 i actually did a sunday school lesson on matthew chapter 6 uh, a few years ago at my dad's church that that he used to be at scott's chapel Amy church he was there for like 25 years but here goes the scripture verse that i want to read um matthew 6 verses 19 through 21 it says do not store treasures do, do not store up for yourselves mm -mm -mm. it's for yourself I didn't get my Marco tool because this is so deep. I done read this so many times now. So I already know God's what to have his way. So let's let's do this real quick. So do not store up. That's the most important part. But for yourselves, it's for you. It ain't for nobody else. Earth <laughs> treasures on earth. Like <laughs> it's so dope. So like when you when you pursue earthly treasures, you know. You kind of, you kind of already got what you get, what you're gonna get. That's it. That's all it's gonna be. It's only for the earth, and it's for yourself. And in saying that, it's you know, when it's a real blessing, it's for other people. When it's a real blessing, it's gonna mm. bless everybody. If it's really from God, it's gonna edify everybody, mm. right? It ain't just for you, right? Some blessings are just for you, but when it comes to you know things that are gonna last. That's how we gotta live our lives. Well, let me go ahead and read this. All right, I don't need to mark it up. So do not store up for your trust. Do not do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vernon destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin destroy, do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I'm gonna do another video on verse 21. So I'm gonna try to avoid it but I'm pretty sure I'm going to mention it. So, but let's just start with 19, you know, and Justin, if you got something you want to mark up, just let me know. All right. Like it's something up to you. Right. So do not store for yourself treasures on earth, right. Where moths and vernon destroy. So when you pursue earthly treasures, it's bound to be destroyed. Nothing on earth lasts. There's nothing on earth that will last. Everything will turn to rust, mm. dust, and just, you know, not be as, you know, as usable, all that, all those things as it once was. I'm gonna use the pyramids for example. You think the pyramids that in Egypt, the, you know, the pyramids. You think the pyramids look as good as they did when they were first created? Like things don't stay new. They become, and over time they rust away. If not, they fall apart, and then eventually they get destroyed. And it could be because you know the climate, the weather, it could be a lot of reasons. But even our clothing, you know, our clothing, I, you know, Justin, it's my goal to buy clothing that stays on me and I can wear it for all my life. But what I, the longer I live, the longer I figured out, like clothing don't last that long. Like, 
it lasts probably six years is a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you wear it a lot, boy, them jeans are gonna rip, man. Mm -hmm. Like some of my jeans, man, you can see my underwear. Like, and I still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> same, <laughs> you honestly, same, yeah. Right, like, and then my underwear. Don't get me started on that. I got holes in my underwear. <laughs> my family makes fun of me. <laughs> Socks, I got holes. Like, I still wear it, but they they hit me up for Christmas, so I don't need to do that no more. I actually got a lot of underwear. But anyways, you guys get what I'm saying. Like, nothing on earth lasts, but that's how we live. Let me stop sharing my screen real quick. That's how we live. We live as if. Everything that we have is going to last. It's going to be here forever. Yeah. And that's not the case. We even do our best to, like, you know, keep stuff as if it's, you know, we're going to be able to keep it forever. But eventually, you know, you're going to lose some things. Some things are just going to break. Some things are just not going to last. So when you bank on earthly stuff, Jesus is saying, this is Jesus' sermon. I think this is a sermon on the Mount, right, Justin? I think Matthew 5. I think so, seven, yeah. Right. And the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus told is known as probably his best sermon, the greatest sermon ever. Like, this is where Jesus literally, literally talked about how earthly, you know, he used earthly analogies to pertain to and to describe heavenly things. And he was saying, you know, you need to, you need to be, you know, how's your heavenly bank account? That's basically what he's asking. How is your heavenly bank account? How is your investment in heaven? Because that's what you should be invested in. You should be storing up treasure in heaven. You should be getting ready for heaven. If you believe that heaven, if you, if you believe heaven exists, if you believe in Jesus and God and all those things, you should be banking, putting all your eggs in this basket. This is what he's saying. It's like, why are you investing in anything on the earth? That's not saying you don't need to have any investments. Because honestly, money shows just who your God is. Money shows, you know, shows uh, how much discipline you have. Right. If you can save, if you have a lot of money, right? It shows a lot of things, right? Your integrity and everything. Money shows a lot, right? And Jesus is saying, like, okay, it's fine to have those things. But to make your whole livelihood and your whole being into earth, anything earthly, it is a bad investment. It's very foolish to do. Why? Because it will end up being destroyed. And not only that, and just I'm gonna let you talk. I know you got something. <laughs> uh, not only that, I'm staying with verse 19. Let me mark this up real quick. I want you guys to see this. Uh, is it still there? No, it's not even there no more. I gotta start over. So it says, Do not store up, right? Store up for yourselves, it's for you, and it's foolish to do. Treasures on earth, right? Where, where it can be destroyed and where thieves can break in and steal. So the question is, you know, we think of that and we think of thieves, you know, take it, can take what we have. You know, the IRS can take what we have. You know, you can work hard and everything that you work for can end up gone from freaking hospital bills or something. Like the littlest thing. I don't care how much money you got. You could lose it all just like that. And it may take time the more money you got, but eventually you can lose all your money. Donald Trump has gone bankrupt a few times, actually, just in case yeah, you didn't know. That's right. So, like, yeah, anybody anybody can lose their money, right? So we can see that as being thieves. That's obvious. But you want to know what else is a thief? You can still, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to say this, but you could be the thief that Jesus is talking about, right? 
you could be the thief that break in and steal all your earthly treasures by not not no not investing. You have to invest now, especially now, in order to survive in this world because of inflation. And we all know everything's only going up in price. You think the one percent in the wealthy is going to make everything go down? Wall Street, they're going to make everything go down and be a fair value, fair price. No, they want more money, right? <laughs> so everything's going up in value. You got to have more money. You got to work more. And that's that. You got to work more in order to make more money, in order to survive in this life. That's why you invest, mm. right? So, like, we're a thief. And we're a thief in our, in our, our, in and of ourselves because we don't know how to operate in this life. That's just one example, right? We could be a thief with, you know, our marriage, cheating on our spouse or something like that. The person that God gave you to love, right? So you're, you're breaking in and stealing what God has already called, called, you know, he gave you a treasure already. You need to treasure it and enjoy it and appreciate it. That's the whole point. Just the saying, like, you're, you know, you're, you're pursuing earthly treasures. You're putting all your eggs in these earthly treasures, right? But at the end of the day, no matter what the earthly treasure is, it's a bad investment to say that, you know, this is it because it's all temporary. Even when you die, death is a thief. It can steal everything. Because what's funny, no matter what, how much money you got, no matter um, what else, no matter, um, I'm trying to get rid of this like, stuff on my screen. No matter how much money you got, no matter how much stuff you possess, which in America, we possess a lot of things. We, we own a lot of things, right? Material things is what we, is it. That's what America pushes on us. But like, you can't take that to the grave with you. So, death is the greatest thief of, of them all it breaks in and steal everything it only goes back to everybody else and then nobody wants it because it become raggedy and rigged and all those things so like just to invest in earthly things this is how jesus starts off in just the first verse like it's stupid it's a bad way to live right so just how does she go man yeah i mean oh i love that line they said death is like the worst thief of them all because like when when we die we don't take anything with us and that, that makes me think a lot about like legacy as well. Like, what are we leaving behind? Like, we we can't take anything with us, and everything we leave behind, we're not using anyway. Really, it's just junk once we die. Like, yeah, maybe our friends and family can keep using the stuff we leave behind, but then they'll die one day too. And it's it does make me think about like I don't know, just legacy. I'm not sure if like that girl said legacy or. If you said legacy, but that word's just sticking in my mind now. Yeah. And it's like, you see a lot of people, and we talked about this when we were talking about um, uh, celebrities. It's like, we're made to believe that celebrities are like movie stars or famous people are like, it's the best life that you can have. But man, you look through, you look through the turmoil that go through and they die as well, like Ecclesiastes. Like the rich, the poor, the good, the bad, the good, the evil, like they, everyone dies. It's just the fact of life. Like the, what's that saying? Like everyone has two things in common. Uh, everything, everyone get, has two things in common is uh, they die or they pay taxes. And I think what we leave behind should be so much more than that. Like the... I don't know. I hope when I pass away, people aren't going to be happy with like 
the money or like the souvenirs I leave behind, I would hope they would be happy with like the memories or the impact that I've had. And I really think there's no greater impact than like the encouragement or love of Jesus. Like that's, that just pursues forever. That's timeless. Um, when I, I don't know, when I have friends or family who are like uh, distressed or they need help, like, like throwing money at the problem doesn't really help, but it's like, it's like that legacy. The, it's that kindness and encouragement. Like you can't steal that. Like you can, you can let yourself lose it. You can uh, let comparison kill it off. But no, that's one of the things like the thief won't come for is like the encouragement or love that you pass on to other people. Like that's timeless. And then they pass it on to the next person. Like that's, it's that thing that doesn't, even after you die, like that's something that really persists. Like when you go, when you, uh, when we go to those pearly gates one day and like see God, like that's hopefully one of the things that God can be pleased with is that we encouraged our fellow brother. We encouraged our fellow sister. We encouraged our family and friends. Um, so it's, I don't know, like it's, it disappoints me to see celebrities talk about the accomplishments they've made or like the fame that they've brought. And I don't want to put down anyone's accomplishment, believe me. But when you, when you brag so much about your accomplishments, like, again, that becomes like who you are. That supposedly becomes your legacy. And it's like, that's not going to live forever. That's like people will remember who you are, but like we also have to remember like a lot of um, in today's cancel culture, like you can't hide anything anymore either. So they're going to dig up some dirt on you. And then your legacy is kind of tarnished because of that. Uh, like like the uh, Michael Jordan um, documentary meant like that didn't diminish like how good Michael Jordan is at all. Like he's still the goat like of basketball like no like barely anyone can touch him maybe a couple names could touch michael jordan but you also see like uh how much chaos and havoc was kind of in his personal life um and it's like man i remember i remember watching space jam when i was younger and just like thinking oh man this is like a uh, best movie ever i think i still have it in vhs somewhere if you guys even know what that is um, but I remember when I was older and like in, in his family, quote unquote family was showcased in the movie. I remember when I was older finding out he had like divorced and like familial problems and like being devastated because like the movie gave me this image of what he was like. And it's like, he's still the, he's still like the best basketball player ever, but like his legacy was a little tarnished for me. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know when you just brag about yourself, like, you're going to, you're pretty much going to be your own worst enemy. You kind of drag yourself down. But like, if you lean into God, like, yeah, the church, the church has gotten a bad rap for a long time. And it, it always will, because like, people are people. Like, we, we are going to do things that tarnish that reputation. But man, the, the legacy that God leaves behind, the foundation that he leaves is always going to like help help people in the future it's always going to help the widow and the orphan it's always going to like 
encourage somebody. Otherwise, it wouldn't have persisted for like centuries like this. So, you know, like that's a legacy that we need to work to leave behind. That's something that won't be stolen. That's something that won't be burned up. It's like a foundation we can trust in. Trying to find a picture because it ties in with this. I just have to scroll all the way on my Instagram page. It's a lot. I have like over 3,000 posts, guys, so I have to really scroll. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to be a while. Which post are you looking for? The same one we used before when we talk about enjoying what you have. Oh, yeah. Rather than what you don't have. Yeah. That's so a good one. If you had anything else, I'll let you go. Uh, but I can, I can go ahead. Oh, yeah. I can. If you want, yeah. If you want to look for that, I can keep going too. That's yeah. like, um, uh, it's kind of funny because like uh i'll get i hope this isn't too out of left field but humility is like a big part too if you're humble things fall into place if you're humble you kind of get out of god's way man a lot of times when i see competition I, i'm sorry i'm talking a lot about competitions but i feel like it just struck a chord with me on this lesson yeah. if you're in a competition and you haven't done anything yet and you're just like talking yourself up it's like I will. Wa I want you to lose. I'm sorry, but it's like I, I don't know why. I just don't want you to win. I want. I want someone to feed you some humble pie. But like that's a big thing too. Is like sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes we'll have like expectations or plans for our future that we we get in our own way. Like we try to take a path that God has not set for us. So like we get in like we get in our own way. Like we're not getting in God's way. No one can get in God's way. If anything, we're just getting in our own way. But like if we humble ourselves, a lot of people think humility is a weakness because like we're letting um we're putting ourselves like we're putting ourselves down. But no, I think humility serves for two things. Uh one is like let's it doesn't put us down, it lets other people go first, which I think is just an act of kindness. The second thing, the main thing I'm uh, one point out is humility gets ourselves out of the way so God can God can go forward like so God can be channeled through us and like that's the I feel like I don't know when when I see a competition and someone's just like they humble themselves they give credit where credit is due like they don't give a sob story of like how they've had to fight to the top which I do like a good sob story every now and then, but it's like, it go, it really goes to their head though. Like yeah. it doesn't take long for those type of stories to go to people's head. Like, no, no one can beat me. Like I, I worked for this. No one can take it away from me. And then someone takes it from them. Mm -hmm. Like no one, no one's at the top forever. Yeah. Um, man, there were some good quotes from Creed, uh, too. Um, I won't bring those up now cause that's kind of, <laughs> but man, it, that I felt like that movie was really good in explaining that, but mm -hmm. it's like when you give credit where credit is due, where you when you give credit to God, like that takes the pressure off. Like you can walk with confidence when you do that. When you are fighting for yourself, suddenly like everything is at stake. Like you can lose everything. You lose your identity if you lose. Like that's way too much pressure. Like no one needs that amount of responsibility. But if yeah. you are fighting for God. Like if he, if you're putting that on his plate as you go forward, like suddenly like that pressure's off. Like you can walk with confidence. Um, sorry, I'm getting a little off topic now, yeah. but like, 
you do need to like sometimes just like get rid of the list. Maybe not get rid of the list. I like I'm a list person, so that I mm. I don't think I can say that without being a hypocrite. But it's like maybe like uh, get rid of some of the things you thought you were going to do, and just let God like work through you. Like yeah. that doesn't mean God doesn't want you to work hard. Like work hard. Like shoot, the disciples had to work hard to become martyrs. Uh, Paul worked hard to like get where he was, and so like god does want us to work hard too but we need to be careful about like what we're working towards as well like are we working and being our own worst enemy are we working towards like uh the path that like god has for us like are we are we gonna be like so big-headed that we um put everything that put everything on the line just for it to be destroyed or do we humble ourselves so we can like walk with confidence mm -hmm. yeah you you <laughs> You keep on saying things that make me have to look up. And oh, yeah. I feel like I'm all over the place. I feel like now that I'm, <laughs> I feel like now that I've like uh, uh, gathered up some speed, I'm saying maybe too many things. Right. No, you're good. Man. First of all, Space Jam is my favorite movie of all time. Space Jam and that like was Mike. My favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Mike and Space Jam. I knew and, you liked it. Yeah. So and I still watch it like Power Rangers too. The very first Power Ranger movie. Oh yeah, that's Power my Rangers. jam. Yeah, I watch those movies religiously. All right, so um, yeah, man. What was I gonna say? I'm just gonna say what I was gonna say. All right, so we're talking about humility. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. But uh, man, like Amanda was saying, it's all about what you focus on, man. Like so many of us were missing out on life because we're focused on the wrong things, like. Life ain't about consuming more. That's that's what capitalism, honestly, white supremacy, like that's the way of the world. That's what they try to push on you. Mm. Like you have to work, 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 work for more, 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 more. Like in order to be enough, you got to work, 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 right? And not only that, in order to be enough, in order to be worthy, you like if you're not here at this level as a preacher, you're not worthy. You ain't done nothing, right? If you're not here at this level in your profession, like, you ain't done mm -hmm. enough. You're you're not enough, right? Work harder, be better, right? And so that was the lie, the lie that that I was being fed and telling myself on my birthdays. But like, pursuing earthly treasures is it worth it, or is there something better? And that's what Jesus was saying. Like, if you want to experience happiness, you want to experience satisfaction instead of emptiness, instead of depression. Instead of being frustrated, man, you better make sure you're focused on heavenly treasures because that pays way more, right? Mm. Heavenly treasures last, right? You you do anything on the earth, it's temporary, right? Mm. You accomplish anything on the earth, it's temporary. Can Michael Jordan take all his MVPs with him when he's dead? No. Even Kobe Bryant, he's my favorite basketball player ever. What can he take mm. the 81 points? It's just in the record books. His name's great, you know, but at the end of the day, he can't take it with him to the grave or to heaven. So everything that happens on the earth is really going to be destroyed. It doesn't matter. It amounts to anything. That promotion you got, can you take that to heaven with you? Does it matter? Like, maybe between you and God, like if you're faithful, you know, utilizing your spiritual gifting and abilities, yeah, sure. But like, what how do you store up treasures in heaven? So that's another video. We're not going to go there yet. But that's the whole point. Storing up earthly treasures. I mean, storing up head, 
stirring up heavenly treasures. Like, so, um, yeah, man. So Amanda was saying, like, you know, Sean, like, you mean, you're preaching the gospel, man. Like, this time when you posted, and what you posted touched me. So, like, you know, what, what are you saying, like, that you're sad for, right? Because, like, to everybody else, Terry even said that. He said, Terry, Terry said, everybody else can see your see that you're blessed, but you. Like, <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, everybody else, he said, everybody else can see that you got a lot to be thankful for, but you. Like, and I was like, dang, Terry. <laughs> home with that one. So, making a treasure out of earthly distractions may seem appealing, but it won't last. Declaring a treasure that is spiritual in nature and centered in love will result in absolute and endless joy. So <clears throat> if we're focused on accumulating wealth here on the earth, which many of us are, even me sometimes, actually most of the time, I'm not gonna lie. So if we're focused on accumulating wealth here on the earth, our interests and our hearts are attached to this earth. We end up putting material things and the interest in them in front of God. If we put our focus on eternal on our eternal home, our hearts are attached to heaven, and God mm. takes first place in our lives, as He should. Mm. So, does God have first place right now in your life, or not? Right? Is heaven your home? And if it is, what are you doing, like to it right now? Because when you store treasure in heaven. You're storing up rewards in heaven. You're storing up, you know, furniture probably for your house in heaven. Like you're storing up things that you'll need for all the rest of eternity, right? This is what we should be focused on, man. You know, <coughs> I want. To, dang it! Why am I coughing? Just getting too excited. This is why we ain't doing no videos. <coughs> thought I wanted, Thought I was good. <coughs> Oh God! Just calm down. No, you got yourself excited. <laughs> right. Anyway, preaching the word too hard. Oh man, that sucks. Okay. Oh, sorry, man. So I tweeted this on my birthday, actually, December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three. I turned thirty one. All right, I tweeted: When the world is your desire, you'll be committed to storing up earthly treasures. When Jesus is your treasure, you'll devote your life to live for His glory and the good of others. So the question is, you know, who do you live for? Who's your treasure? What is your treasure? Is your treasure in that accomplishment that you're looking for, in that thing that you're, you know, where, okay, I said I wasn't going to say it, but Jesus said, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what has your heart? What takes most of your time? Like, what, what, uh, what are you most passionate about? And what do you pursue the most in this life? That's your treasure. So is Jesus your treasure? Is heavenly? Is heaven your treasure? Like, is that what you really want? Jesus even used a parable one time. I'm not gonna do it for this video. I'll just do a summary of it, and I don't really know it too well. So Justin, if you know it, you can break it down. But um, Jesus used a parable talking about the kingdom of heaven. It was a pass a, a chapter in the Bible that he was just talking about the kingdom of heaven, and he was talking about it in different parables, different ways. And just describing the kingdom of heaven, what it's like. And when he was talking about one of them, he's saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found, who who searched for a treasure and looked for it. Like he really was looking for this treasure. 
and he found it, right? He finally found it, and then he ended up selling everything that he had for this just because he found this one treasure. So the question is, are you willing to sell and get rid of everything you possess and own for Jesus? Mm -hmm. Like, are you willing to give up everything in this life for Jesus? Are you comfortable and ready to die and forsake everything for the kingdom of God? Is that your treasure? Because if you say no, you're just no different than the rich young ruler. And I'm, I'm spoiling videos that we're going to do in the future. <laughs> but like, you're no different than the rich young ruler who, when Jesus, when he came to Jesus and said, you know, what, do I, what must I do to get to heaven? Jesus said, you know, you got to, you know, what does the Bible say? And the rich young girl said, well, you got to love your neighbor. And he just listed off commandments, like love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And he said, I do that already. And Jesus said, that's good. He said, but something else you don't do is uh, if you really want to make it to heaven. He said, sell everything that you have and follow me. Mm. And the rich young ruler went away sad. <laughs> and it doesn't say if he did it or not. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. Yeah, you never find out. Right. But like the whole point is for us. Like, are you willing to forsake everything that the world tells you that you need for Jesus? Mm. Like, and so um, yeah, so that's why I wasn't sad on my 31st birthday, just because my treasure is Jesus, man. Like yeah. I may not be where I want to be, but like the just the thought of accumulating more, accumulating wealth, trying to make it. Like, yeah, honestly, like everybody's wired differently. I have to think like that, mm. but I can't let it consume me. I can't let that define me. I can't let that be my treasure. Because like Justin said, like we talk about all the time on our, on our, on our when we do videos and stuff together, it's all about self-improvement, you know, becoming more, like, you know, being our best versions of ourselves. You're not to do that. You can't stay stagnant. You can't stay where you're at. You have to evolve, and that's what me and Justin strive to do every day. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you can't let that be the number one thing about you. Yeah. Like, you're way more than that. You're you're more than enough. And yeah. so, like, yeah, man. Like, I was just listening to all the lies in my head, my flesh. You know, the world, what it was telling me. But I'll let Justin, you got anything else, man? <laughs> Man, I just hope you feel better. Right. I do like that, though. I think, yeah, that's what I was saying before, is, like, we are put on this world to, like, no man is an island. Like, we're supposed to be encouraging one another. I think that's deeply what, I really think that's what uh, the Word of God is supposed to look like. Like, that's what Jesus looked like when he was here. He wasn't here to, like, necessarily tell us what we were doing wrong, uh, what we were supposed to do to be doing right, which were some things, but he was meeting us where we needed to be met in order to be encouraged to follow the path of God. And I'm glad that Sean's story really exemplifies that too. Like, I, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to have some desires. I think God does give us the joy of um, meeting desires or desiring something that we really want. Um, but I do think like, I do think like um, we need to be encouraged 
doing this path because like none of us are able to necessarily do it alone. Uh, sorry, I, I'm I'm floundering a little bit towards to the goal line. But it's like, I don't know, it's like, that's what the word of God should look like first and foremost. And I'm glad like Sean, like Sean has been able to find people and brothers who were able to like encourage him through that uh, time. Um, and I, I think like that's like, that's going to be part of like our legacy. And that's going to be part of uh, Sean's legacy is just the encouragement that God has to offer. And like, even if we, even if our life isn't what it was supposed to look like, I guarantee like God has something much more grand in store for us, like things that we just can't imagine. Oh man. <clears throat> Actually, want to talk about humility? Come on, man! Dang, you're almost there, man. We're almost there, man. <clears throat> All right, but you're talking about we we're talking about contentment, so I want mm. to do this. So, um, yeah, man, like <clears throat> in this life, God has already given you treasures. He's giving you, you know, talents, time. He's giving you things to be grateful for and thankful for, and so. Uh, you know, I hated my birthdays, and birthdays have been a sad time for me because I'm always worried about what I don't have or where I'm not at, you know, instead of focusing on, you know, what I have, like what yeah. God has done, you know, what blessings I've already, what accomplished I already, you know, have accomplished, you know? And so I'm like this dude in this photo. Uh, you know, he has oh, yeah. good friends. He has a family. He has a diploma. So he achieved some of his goals. He has someone that loves him that's cooking for him. He has food on his table and even coffee and tea. You know, he has a pet, you know, that's happy to see him. So sometimes all you have to do is look around yeah. in order to just realize how blessed you are. And I, I know you guys can't see it. Maybe if I zoom in slightly a bit more, you can see it. But this is one of my favorite scripture verses of all time. It's Ecclesiastes 6, 9 through 10. So, uh, so it's, it's known that Solomon wrote it, but that's kind of debatable because uh, yeah. some other people wrote book, the book of Ecclesiastes too, I think. But anyways, that's beside the point. Ecclesiastes 6, 9 reads, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. Everything has already been decided. It has been it was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use in arguing with God about your destiny. That is bars right there. Yeah. Every single day, most people, we try to argue with God about our lives and like where we're at and we're not happy, yeah. but it's already been decided. Like, so we just need to learn how to be content. And just, I really want to write down a humility uh humility um passages from this book that we have to read for class this week okay um so if you had any, you have anything so i can finish writing it so i want to talk about humility real oh, quick no, go ahead. yeah you go ahead all right so okay. one of, I'll, I'll do this one i really want to write down the other uh part so i don't i don't read it i don't want to read it and then you don't see it i want you guys to see it but i wrote down this part so justin was talking about humility like but I want you guys to see this. So Thomas Merton, he wrote this in, on page 104 
on a book titled New Seeds of Contemplation. Here goes the book, right? And so he said, if you're, if we were incapable of humility, we would be incapable of joy because humility alone can destroy the self-centeredness that makes joy possible. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do like that, yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, if you want to be happy, you got to humble yourselves. That's the only way to be happy. And that's why God says, humble, humble yourselves, right? Mm. He resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's what grace is. Happiness, joy, peace, like satisfaction, contentment, no matter what you're experiencing in life. So pursuing earthly treasures, that's not humbling yourself. That's pride. Mm. That's being haughty. That's being foolish. God doesn't want us to live that way. So humility alone can destroy self-centeredness. Being content and happy alone can bring joy and satisfaction. So, yeah, if you're not happy with your life, you're not satisfied because you're not humble. Mm. And this is the humble pot. God's literally humbling you right now, like saying, like, why are you searching for that when you already done this? Like, so this is what matters. So that's what he's saying to me on my thirty on my thirtieth birthday, my thirty first birthday, and every birthday. Like, you're storing up treasures in heaven. You got you got you're gonna have a lot of riches in in heaven. You're gonna have a lot to praise God for later on. And like Amanda was saying, you may not see the benefits of it right now. It may seem like nothing to you because you're planting seeds. You're making investments like i make every just to know how crazy i go with my stocks like i'd be making investments with bitcoin yeah and ethereum and all my stocks like crazy so like i do with that that's what i'm doing with heaven when i you know make a tweet i do four tweets a day and then i post that everywhere on youtube tumblr facebook linkedin you guys get it threads so like i do it every single day and then i try to do videos with justin you know two videos a week but you know if it's Christmas time and we're in San Juan, Puerto Rico, it's just hard to do. Yeah. So like, you got you want you had anything else, man? No, I do really like that last quote you had. It's like we really, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna butcher it, uh, so I'm just gonna add a little bit. But when when we really do like focus in on just ourselves, like that does prevent us from i don't know it gives us anxiety and anxiety is really just being worried about like what's going to happen to us in the future um and i think the only way to really escape that is like one of two things one like trust in god but two like take it off of yourself like sometimes you have to focus on somebody else um and like that's yeah like if something good happens to you you're happy but if you can do something good for someone else, like that's pure joy right there. There's a difference between happiness and joy, which I think this is addressing. So sometimes we just have to get out of ourselves um, in order to be like, in order to like truly find joy or to like um, not focus on a culture that's so self-centered nowadays. I'm almost done. 
There you go. This is bars, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I just got to make the font <laughs> way smarter so everybody can see it. <clears throat> Why do I have a car? You're almost there. <laughs> Will make no sense. <clears throat> yeah, it just, yeah. I think it's just because like you've been uh, talking for a long time. You're just reaching your limit. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Everybody act like I'm sick in the house. I'm not sick. It's just my. <laughs> I'm not used to talking, <clears throat> and I've been talking in class. <laughs> but I guess I like, talked in spurts. So, <clears throat> guess yeah, I also towards the end of the day too. <clears throat> yeah, again. It's bad. <clears throat> okay, oh. let's do this. <laughs> you want me to read it off for you? <clears throat> Go All right. You get some. You get some water. I'll read it off. True humility. Humility contains in itself the answer to all the great problems of the life of the soul. It is the only key to faith with which the spiritual life begins. For faith and humility are inseparable. In perfect humility, all selfishness disappears and your soul no longer lives for itself or in itself for God. And it is lost and submerged in him and transformed into him. It's Morton. Oh, I like that part. Like faith and humility are inseparable that's yeah that's uh definitely true when you have faith you're like you're taking away that control from you you're putting your you're putting like all the responsibility all the control uh what you would supposedly have over to god and the only way you can do that is to humble yourself to like let yourself believe that you don't have all the answers you don't have all you don't have the ultimate list of what your life should be like. I like that. I, I do like that. Faith and humility just go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, if we were humble, the problems in our lives would go away. And one cannot have faith without humility. Mm. So, um, yeah, <clears throat> it's where the spiritual life begins. You know, mm. it's humility, then faith. And then the spiritual life begins. So like you can't store up treasures in heaven if you're not humble. You yeah. can't store up treasures in heaven if you're not if you're not doing things to deny yourself and deny what you want and how you think life should be. Yeah. So this is why we get so sad and depressed because we're selfish. You know, when you're humble, perfect perfect humility. Selfishness disappears. Your soul no mm. longer lives for itself or in itself, but for God, right? Mm. <laughs> it's submerged with him, and it's transformed yeah. into doing things the way he would if he was you, right? <laughs> we become many Christ, right? Mm. Many, many Christ. <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, all right, I'm done, man. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> you, you good? Yeah, we got to wrap up. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today uh man i just love that people were it, it was just a great time for reflection seeing the people who care about sean and just giving them that encouragement so thank you um oh, i'm blanking on her name amanda amanda that's right thanks to amanda and terry and all all the all the real bros and sisters out there just supporting sean but if you're watching this on his youtube channel just be sure to uh Click that subscribe button for upper, uh, up, up, uplift past crossroads. I almost got said up cross lift roads or something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right, you take it away. I can't do that. This yeah. is your <laughs> right. <clears throat> it didn't do the same with his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel, Chaplin's Logs, Log. And he just posted a video, guys. Watch this video. He actually posted a video. Right it is a, yeah, it's from our. It's from a friend of both of ours. His name is Brian. Yeah, uh, we call him flip in the motorcycle world, but man, his story is just. Yeah, his story is deep. But right. otherwise, yeah, check out our Facebook page as well. The, as always, you can DM one of us. Uh, that's how we got Amanda's uh, video memo. Um, but yeah, just uh, and check out any other social media that's on there. Like Sean's got everything. He's got a. Uh, uh, it's not Twitter anymore. I guess it's X. It's yeah. got Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Uh, let me see what else is on there. TikTok, Threads, Facebook, LinkedIn. Just check out anywhere that. Um, just anywhere. He this guy has like just encouraging material. You guys need to keep up on it all the time. He's posting all the time, especially yeah. now that the holidays are over. He's gonna pick up, pick up the speed. Right. Now, otherwise, I just have YouTube and Facebook, so you can reach out to me on that as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then also, guys, if you enjoyed this vi uh, video, you can watch way more. Like, if you hate your birthdays like me and you need a revelation from God, <laughs> check out this playlist right here. All right. And then also, if you enjoy storing up, your storing up treasures in heaven, me and Justin have talked about that a lot, actually. Like, all these videos, kind of, we're hitting on it and talking about it, so... Make sure to check out this playlist. You know, God will repay. What else does that say? God rewards. Rewards of God. So check out that playlist. And then Matthew 6. I got way more to say on Matthew 6. Man, that chapter is so deep, man. So check out that playlist. I'm, I'm going to wait to say anything about that. But all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a good one. God bless. And uh, make sure to store up treasures in heaven every single day, man. If you're wondering how to do that, be humble. Mm. It starts with humility. Yeah, but otherwise, just pray for our health, pray for our journey, pray for Sean's cough. But yeah, just be praying that we uh, follow God's path. All right. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Peace out. <clears throat>